Yo, what's good, man? It's your boy Riley, aka Riley the Great, and you're now tuned in to another episode of the Millennial Mayhem Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, as y'all know, I got my cousin with me, Young Tony D. What's going on, G? What's good, my dog? Shit, I'm chilling, man. Another day, another dollar. Another day, another dollar. Another beautiful Saturday in the H. In the H, yes, sir. You are absolutely, absolutely right about that. Uh, and we got uh, super light skin over there on the far left, <laughs> uh, Young Ray Matthews. What's going on, G? Man, you came up with another nickname. I'm, with <laughs> I'm just over here. I got to give a couple shout outs. Shout out to my dog Tony for getting me the coffee on this morning. My man mm-hmm. set me up live in the water, and then shout out to my girl Tage. You know, I got she she provided me. I didn't come prepared, so she provided me with <laughs> the pink pen. The pink pen <laughs> with the star. On top. I'm just right. over here. I'm over here writing my 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 grocery list down because uh, you know tomorrow's a big day. Yeah. My man Tom terrific. Is gonna bring it home once again. Hate, 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 hate. Ain't no hate, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know about this one. No, nah, neither do I. I don't know about this one, dog. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes, bro. That, that that offense looks like it's, whew, like it's almost unstoppable. But Pat hey. Mahomes getting the dog. No, he not. They missed two of their tackles. That is true. It's irrelevant. Pat, Pat Mahomes getting the dog. All right, uh, but. Uh, more importantly, what's happening tomorrow is my uh, my nephew is having a birthday tomorrow. Oh. He just turned one. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know uh, my brother is super excited about that, man. Damn, he so, won already? One. Oh, time one. be flying, dog. They yeah. don't stay little long. No, bro. not at all. And that, that, that joker is big, man. He came yeah, out bro. the womb huge, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. He almost big as you, bro. What's your little ass? Man, watch out. Then that mean he, that mean he almost big as you, too. <laughs> nah, he, nah, you see. You see y'all, y'all see. Y'all, y'all know the vibes over here on this side. The bro, brown skin vibes yeah, yeah. with all these guns. Little nigga fat okay. arms. <laughs> okay, I'm five seven. He five eight. He just fat. No, five five nine. <laughs> Little nigga five fat ten. arms. Yeah, just pants size just forty six. That's all. <laughs> Why we gotta go back? Why you gotta bring that shit back up? Because hey, you are asshole. But hey, <laughs> but uh, today we have a really good show for y'all. Uh, this one is going to probably show. get a little a little heavy. Uh, I know we started off, you know, just you know a little bit of banter and just chilling or whatever. But today we're going to be talking about something. That's near and dear to all of us because uh, we've all been engaged in uh, some scenarios and things that are happening in and around this topic. Um, so today we're going to be talking about mental mental uh, health, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, especially when it comes to millennials and uh, and the everlasting impact that it can have on us, especially as minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something like just to be full transparent, you know. I didn't know much about it at first. Um, uh, I've, we've, we've had situations with it, but uh, this week I really had to dive into it and actually do research and, and look it up. And it's just so many things that I found with the history of it with minorities that just had me completely like taken aback. It's the research for me. Yeah, man. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a a pretty interesting journey to go down and and. And and see how we've how we've been treated as a whole throughout the course of history when it comes to mental health and how people have been misdiagnosed and all the rest of that good jazz. So what you find? 
man, I found so much. Um, just to give y'all a little history, for, for, for those who don't know, I'll just give y'all a little history based on what I researched. Okay? So I found out that there was a, um, a physician by the name of John Galt that hypothesized, and this was in 1848, he hypothesized that uh, black people were uh, immune to mental illness simply because they couldn't participate in commerce, uh, voting, and property ownership. So basically what he was saying is that since they don't have any shit, they don't have nothing to worry about as far as getting bread and taking care of their families and all the rest of that good, they don't, like, like they, they have no ability to be stressed. Not thinking about the, you know, the lifestyle that they were actually living at the time. Right. That's so, cool. that, yeah, that's completely, completely ridiculous. But going, keeping, while I continue down the rabbit hole, I found another doctor, another <laughs> doctor that combated John Galt's uh, hypothesis. But he said that, uh, a guy by the name of Benjamin Rush, he said that enslaved blacks do suffer from abnormal behaviors. They do suffer from mental uh, illnesses. And one of them that he, uh, that he prominently talked about was nigritude. <laughs> nigritude. What? <laughs> And nigritude is the irrational <laughs> desire for a black person to be white. Okay. So I know <laughs> that that's, research that's, for me. that's not supposed to be funny, but that is now added into my vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. When I see somebody fully displaying that, oh, I'm, I'm calling it. Yeah. You, you are suffering from nigritude. nigritude. <laughs> <laughs> it's the but, <laughs> but in all seriousness, I, I guarantee both of those men were white. Yes, because they're, that that is some bullshit. Completely, completely. Like that that's absolute bull, man. Like I can't even. Yeah, yeah, and and, <laughs> and, I, I, and the only reason why I was given these, uh, only reason why I was given that brief history is to you know kind of lay the foundation for what we're trying to talk about today and and how we're going to uh, navigate this particular uh, this particular topic because uh, you know history. When it comes to mental illness is the reason we are as we are when it comes to that today. And uh, just thinking about it, like these these professionals were like the leading guys in these industries in these particular like they these were the leading guys. These are the guys that are like at the top of the the food chain when it came to uh, mental uh, mental illness, mental health. These are guys that were doing all the research and doing all, you know, the top of the line guys. And they, you know, come up with these uh, prognoses. I mean, these uh, these hypotheses and stuff that you know put us behind the eight ball. So that's why I know, like now, you know, I see why we feel the way we feel about mental health, or more more particular, I know why we. I see why we feel how we feel about therapy. You know, because even though that that has been changing a bit throughout you know last few years or whatever but i can see why we felt the way we felt about going to see somebody about our mental issues because shit you never know a nigga don't really want if he really want to help or not yeah you just if you just if you just like because i you got to simplify things for people if you just simplify it like i don't just tell some random stranger my deepest secrets right like because of the simple fact that I can't trust you. Like yeah. I tell y'all my deepest secrets because I know that when you give me feedback or advice or whatever the case, I, however it comes out that it's coming from a place of love, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you ain't right. trying to like harm me. You only want to see the best for me. And Absolutely. so that's, that's exactly why we have traditionally felt the way that we have felt as far as mental health goes is because, you know, 
our parents and their parents' parents and their parents' parents, they just had to suck it up and 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 figure it out, right? right. Because they we we now have more representation in those fields. And so it makes it easier for us to feel like we can trust. Like, oh, I can trust you. You look like me, like right. And so I, I I I feel that way when I'm going to you. But they they didn't they didn't have that. They, I can't trust you because you might try to lock me up or, or 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 steer me the wrong way or steer me the wrong way, right? Right. Or, or suggest some shit that I don't really need, right? And yep. that's in in the medical industry as a whole, man. Right. Right. Boys, boys since, since we are getting to well, you brought up the point about. Uh, you know, having more accessibility to it. Might well give a shout out to the people that we know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dr. Brittany Jones. Brittany Jones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's one of our uh, people that went to uh, Prairie View with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to her. Um, I know she's doing her thing in that in that field. And uh, who else? Uh, uh, Marja Stearns. Yeah, Marja Stearns. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Shout Trey, out to them. Trey Seven. Yeah. Both <laughs> Trey Seven probably. Huh, yeah. Huh, Indeed. Huh. Co ed. Nuff said. Nuff <laughs> said. <laughs> said. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of glad. I know, you know, maybe about 10 years ago, I've never heard, you know, a lot of people, well, black millennials, literally talking about therapy and talking about, you know, hey, maybe I do need to, you know, go seek some clinical help at this point. And now, Completely different, man. I don't mm-hmm. know, like, I, I don't know, you know, one person who hasn't at least said I may need it or I am getting therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's completely changed, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for that because you know, our mental is it, it, your mental and your 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 uh, physical health are one and the same, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to have both of them, or your life will deteriorate very quickly. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I read somewhere that they said that uh, millennials are like, we're the, the burnout generation. Yeah. Like we, we've been bogged down with so many things, so many stresses on top of stresses. And a lot of, under, uh, a lot of under, other generations, they don't really understand the things that we go through, uh, routinely. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, and like I try to tell some people, man, like back in the day when apples were five cents a, of 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 fucking peace, yeah. yeah. It was you know you and, and you can you know you can go work and you get paid and you can you know you can utilize that whatever it is that you're doing you can go uh, feed your family with that and be okay. But with you know inflation and all the rest of stuff, we got student loans. Like we just it's so many things that are uh, uh, been put upon us to have to navigate and also you know break through and still be able to do some of the things that they did back in the day. And it gets really really stressful, like from raising kids. Uh, to spending money on a doctor to deliver the kid, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. it's just so many things that we have to deal with, and it's it's it can it can be very very stressful to where you can get wore out really really fast, and it can deteriorate your mental health. It can put you in a weird position. So, and that kind of leads me into um, the situation um, with my boy Ray. Well, before we before we go on, I just wanted to unpack that really quick. Okay, because that was that was what you said was one hundred percent like right, and it was big. We are the burnout generation because we have so many like inflation happened, but we also getting paid a little bit more than they did when apples was five cents. They weren't getting paid what what we're getting paid now. We got social media it that that's put inside of you know our our rotation or whatever and and yep. you know seeking attention or acceptance and all that other stuff that's put inside of us but i like like 
when you think about it, our parents and then our parents' parents, they 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 just didn't have all of those things, right? And and racism and all that other stuff. We got to deal with that on a different level now as millennials. Mm-hmm. When 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 they were growing up, racism was what it was, and they were trying to fight out of it. Well, also in that time, we apparent are we so called like racism wasn't a thing anymore, and now we just kind of seeing oh well. It's still a thing because mm-hmm. it's and, and it's learned and taught. And so on top of us as millennials and, and minorities having to deal with the racism issues, you know, you look at it from the other side and schools are integrated, you know, more black people have white friends, more white people have black friends or minority friends or right. however you want to you know talk about it. And so you also got to deal with that as a kid, like as a parent, you know, I, I know my stepmom growing up, she was like. You better not bring a white girl home, like, and it's like, well, you got me at this school with nothing but <laughs> white girls, and you don't want me right. to bring a white girl home. Like, I get it, but then I look at it on the flip side for white people. It's like their parents are the ones that were racist or whatever, are you know, were made all that stuff happen and were fluent in there, so they got to deal with. Well, I hear what you're saying, mom and daddy, but Steve, my friend, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so they that that dynamic is is put into it for for them as well, and so it it just. Like you said, it just makes it hard for us because we struggling as millennials as a whole, not only minorities, but as a whole with the idea of I hear what you say as my parent, but I also know what I see, feel and and, and interact with every day. And that's just not how it is. You know what I'm saying? That's just not how it is for me. So I'm conflicting with the fact that I can agree with my parents, but I also know what I experience. And I think a lot of them go through go through that as well at home because they don't want to believe what their parents believe. You know what I'm saying? They want to believe what they see, feel, and what they interact with. We just not where it needs to be. And so, like, we we definitely as millennials struggle with that big time, bro. And it, like you said, it's just so much stuff on our plate uh, because we're trying to shift the change and not sweep it under the rug anymore, which is, you know, what kind of happened after they the whole slavery thing got, died, you know, um, diminished or whatever and, and segregation and all that stuff we try not to sweep it on the road we trying to deal with it because we deal with these people we in the corporate world we in you know our, whatever your profession is you dealing with each other every single day so it's like we got to figure this shit out or somebody gonna get their ass whooped you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah <laughs> uh, I, I agree with that but I, I, I don't want it to be I, I, like i agree with everything you said but i don't want to to uh to paint the picture that you know the basis of of our mis- uh, mental uh health or mental it's instability or whatever is uh is based off of our interactions with or lack thereof with uh, Caucasians it's just no 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 I wasn't uh, I, I wasn't I just, saying it I'm glad you cleared it but I, yeah. I wasn't I was just adding a different I was trying to add a different portion of it because yeah. you, you all covered everything else so. yeah okay yeah, just, I, I wasn't saying that for anybody that was thinking okay that. yeah it's I mean like I was saying earlier man it's just a bunch it's a it's a, it's quite a bit yeah and I'm sure and sure. you guys can, I mean, I know you can speak more to it. That's why, that's why I don't even, I don't even know how, how to put it. That's that, why you're trying to lead into my story. Yeah, that's, yeah, pretty definitely, much. Definitely. Well, I like, you know, just full transparency, obviously, because that's what we try to do with you all. Um, and to be honest with you, I, I couldn't even tell you how many years ago it was. Uh, that's how far out of my mind I try to keep it. Uh, but no, I was I was like twenty in my in my twenties. It may have been twenty five. It may have been before twenty five. Sine knows the exact number because she remembers me being at her wedding, uh, or her the the wedding rehearsal like that or whatever. 
Uh, and so maybe like 9, 10, 11, 12, I don't know, years ago, um, I had reached a point where the things that happened to me in my childhood, um, I was blaming everybody for, uh, and it reached a point where I just peaked. You know, alcohol wasn't enough, drugs wasn't enough, uh, and I reached a point where I was ready to give up. So I still remember, like it was yesterday though, but we went, the day before uh, it happened, we went out. I forgot where we went, but we went out and got drunk, obviously. Came back, and it was a Saturday. I was supposed to be playing golf that morning. So I woke up early in the morning. I woke up in my room with a, a half-full bottle of Crown next to me. So when I woke up, obviously, let's take some more drinks, and I'm about to go golfing. So I drank a little bit before I left, rushed, got in the car, boom, went golfing. We went golfing, and I had – a good mind to kind of like even myself out because I was at a good point. But then at, at, at some point, my thoughts just consumed me uh, and I started drinking more than I needed to at that time. Uh, and then we got on the golf course. We probably did the front nine. We got onto the back nine. By the back nine, I was mingy as hell by the back nine. I was <laughs> in my in my mode and I had totally kind of forgot about everything. But then started thinking about it a little bit more. And then, of course, I was you know, with some other people and they did, they pulled out some cocaine and I was like, uh, but I was drunk and I was feeling this. So I just got out of my head and I started doing a little bit. Then we finished the, the round of golf up and we went to the place that I was working at the time. Uh, and just, we just went there to have a drink. I, you know, voted against it, but I got overruled. So I'm like, whatever. So we went in. Well, the, my, my GM at the time was, uh, uh, a gay male and we were inside and he was just hitting on me, hitting on me. And I'm okay with, with gay people hitting on me. You attracted, I'm attractive. I can't be necessarily mad at you for shooting your shot. Right. But his, his shooting, his shot went from like shooting his shot to like digging. It's like, I didn't, I didn't knock it down, knocked it down. Like leave me alone at this point. And so I, at some point I got frustrated with him and I was drunk. So I cussed the dude out, ended up getting fired then on top of getting fired, once I got fired, the, it's like the brick just hit me, and destruction was all I wanted to wanted to see. We went next door to this other restaurant, who we knew the owner. We took a couple shots of Louis fourteen. You know, I was feeling myself, feeling good, and then probably did a little more cocaine. I don't even remember at this point. Uh, all I remember is going back to I was dealing with a, a, a woman at the time, and I just remember going back to her house, and then she started getting on me. Uh, about being drunk, which she should have, right? Uh, but she started getting on me about being drunk, and then I got consumed in my thoughts. Once she started getting on me, along with everything else that was happening that day, started blaming myself for past things and doing all this other stuff, and then I just got fired. I'm like, I got an apartment, a new car. Like, the world just hit me in the face, and I was drunk and on drugs, and I just grabbed a knife. She was blah, 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 and in my face. I just grabbed a knife, and... Took a took a took a slit in my wrist, uh, and it was a it was a, a really big knife. Uh, yeah, it was. And I mean, you know, the the scars there to prove it. Uh, so I just took a slit in my wrist, and after I took a slit in my wrist, the rest the rest was history. I you know they they one of the guys that I played golf with she didn't know what to do, so she called him. I'm just bleeding out, and she called him, and he came. And they called the ambulance, and the ambulance picked me up, went to the hospital, obviously, and 
the thing happened. So yeah. it was a it was a uh, it was definitely a, a a big point in my life, and it made me look at mental health a whole lot different. Uh, and yeah, I I I don't even. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. That that was that was big. And 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 I've known Ray every bit of seventeen. What sixteen, seventeen years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Damn, you know. We we have been partners for a long time, and I had no clue the amount of stress he was going through around that time. No clue. None. So, and I'm just gonna give it. You know, give my perspective on it. Because uh, it's the same story, but it's just from my eyes. I get a call from said chick or whatever saying that uh, the situation, told me the situation or whatever. Uh, she said he's he's at the hospital. So I'm looking at, man, my I'm looking at the phone like, this bitch lying. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I'm lying. Like, she, man, crazy, shut up. Because... I ain't really trust the breezy anyway. So I'm, <laughs> man, she lying. <laughs> but now, nah, but then, you know, I had to, had to, you know, reevaluate. And I'm looking, I'm like, all right, let me go up here and go see what's going on. Uh, get up there. Um, this dude is in the bed. I'm talking to her. She's like, um, well, now nah, let me, let me back up. Cause I did once, once we, I got off the phone with her, when I realized she was serious, I did call everybody. I called everybody. I called I called Sine. I was like, hey, he's at the hospital. This girl just told me that, you know, such such happened or whatever. We need to get up there. And like when I called Sine, I, I knew that the whole family part was good. <laughs> like <laughs> the ball is rolling. Yeah, the ball yeah. is rolling. Like, yeah, she's about to make sure everybody named mom up there. We get up there, man. I'm getting up there. I'm sitting up in the lobby with everybody or whatever. And I can't even lie, dude. Like, I was sitting there. And I just burst out like I burst out crying because I didn't get it. I didn't understand why he would do that. I had no because, like I said before, I had no clue what he was doing. And I got so I got so pissed off to where I walked out of the hospital and I was like, why would he do that? Why would he do that? Like, why wouldn't he talk to us? Like, I was really feeling like. Like, this my this my guy. Like, why you not like why you not hollering us? Like, like, why you not telling us, you know, What's going on? Maybe we can help you with this. And I was getting more pissed off at the fact that I didn't think that I was thinking that he didn't think he can talk to us about the situation. And it and it and it compiled and 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 this transpired from it. So I'm like, why he didn't talk to us? Like even I think when I went outside, I think Tony tried to uh tried to grab me or whatever. And he was like, Man, just calm down. And I'm like, No, man, why he couldn't talk to us? Now we here for him, like we he we always been here for him. Like why he didn't come talk to us? And then, you know, and and Maybe if I was older at the time, then I probably wouldn't have reacted like how I reacted. But even when he woke up in the in the bed, I'm looking, man. I was I was fussing. Now nah, go and yeah. tell him you cussed me out. Yeah, go yeah. Cussed him out. Like be, be be real. Yeah, I, yeah. I you cussed I, him out. I did. I did. I was pissed off, but yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like a, a pissed off at you know like I'm mad at Ray. Like I want to fight Ray. No, I'm pissed off. Like dog, we here. Mm-hmm. We your dogs. Yeah. Talk to us, fam. But you know, like I said, man, the research that I've been doing, man, it's, it 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 definitely has opened my eyes to, and and has definitely let me, you know, allowed me to understand that I was extremely wrong around that time. Even though you know I was I was an emotional 
ordeal. I was very, very much so wrong and handled that completely out of line. We was we was yeah. babies, dog. Yeah. We was babies. But but th- this is the one thing that I can appreciate now is the fact that more and more people are actively talking about it. Yeah. Like even like if you like I think we were like what twenty four at the time. Like even if you go ask you know twenty four shit that's what ten years ago. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Even you know you ask somebody ten years younger than us, they're having those conversations about mental health, which is cool. Yeah, that was something that really wasn't talked about, you know, for, around us. Like mm-hmm. it really wasn't talked about like that. Now, I'm glad about that because now that whole situation. Because I know I was kind of I, I was I felt a whole bunch of emotions, you know, when that happened. I was kind of I was sad. I was kind of mad because I was on a point that you like, man, why would you? You know, holler at us like, fam, we don't, we always talk. We always talk like when Steve was going through something, he would tell us. When I was going through something, I would tell y'all. When Ray was going through something, he would say so. But this one time he didn't, and then it went to the very extreme, you know, we were, you know, we were pissed off. You know, I, I was I was sad. I was like, man, my partner just, you know, really just tried to take himself out the game. Like, I, I don't know what to do with that. No. You know what I'm saying? And then it, it was just so many emotions. You're like, well, man, I'm glad, you know, you know, he's still living, but now we got to, you know, we got to piece all of this back together. We got to, you know, really be there for him. And that's when, you know, I was telling you like, Hey fam, you got to calm down. Like we can't be upset. We, we for, first and foremost, we got to be happy that he's still alive. That yeah. it didn't go to the very extreme to where it ended. Yeah. That's the one thing that, you know, I was very happy about. And I can say, you know, looking from back then to today, I'm glad you're still here. I'm That's first and foremost. Um, but I really, 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 you know, well, we really have to start talking about how friends deal with others or deal with the friend that's actually going through something or actually is mentally ill. And that's, and that's something I want to ask Ray. I want to ask him, like, just – how do you feel about how your friends dealt with that? Like us, how do you feel about how we dealt with that ordeal around that time? Uh, I mean, I, I felt like, I honestly felt like y'all dealt with it how you were supposed to deal with it, right? Because one thing about, one thing about mental health is like we put, we put so much of mental health on the next person, right? So like it's not your job to make sure that I'm mentally stable, right? It, it, you can help in the situation, but pops always told me you can't help a nigga that don't want to help itself. Right. And so like, it's true. I say that to say that it's not solely your job. And too often we put it on like, check on your friend, dude. Well, I got life too. Like, so like I'm trying to do my life. And so like, I never feel like it's anybody's job to, handle my mental health right i think cat williams got a joke he said uh talk about self-esteem he said oh, yeah. esteem of your motherfucking self <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's my mental health and so like i didn't i didn't i, I didn't feel it any kind of way about it because i didn't think that it was y'all's job to do that i just felt like it was my job to figure out why i wanted to do that you know what i'm saying like what and, and what would make me feel so bad that i would rob everybody else of the Ray experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I like how you put that. I like how you put that. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a, all right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. No, I, I mean, I'm just, I, no, I'm just being, I'm being honest, right? Because all of us have, when dealing with each other, we all have a different experience, right? It's, it's a Steve experience. It's a Tony experience. It, it's, it is what it is. 
you know. And so, like, I just had to figure out why I felt that way. Like, what would make me be so selfish? Like, my both my grand, my granny and my grandmother still here. My cousins doing, you know, my aunties. Everybody still. Why would I want to take that from them? And so, to be honest, I never thought about how y'all should have handled. Were there mm-hmm. some people that? Were there some people that? Um, Completely handled it wrong, a hundred percent. Were they trying to make fun? A hundred percent. You know, but it 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 doesn't matter. You can fight you can fight that battle, but I can't fight anyone else's opinion. What what mattered to me, what was important to me, that is that even though you cussed me out when I finally came to, you know, I'm friends from passing out. Even though you cussed me out, I also saw big ass crocodile tears on your face, and so yeah. like I knew that that was just an angry cussing me out i didn't take it any kind of way i'm just like right why you do this to these people like why why you selfish you selfish like look inside of yourself and figure it out because you know obviously when you try to do something like that you got to see like <laughs> i probably saw like 10 therapists coming in after, after the surgery is complete about 10 therapists came in the room and they was all asking me all these questions and didn't didn't try to diagnose me or anything like that they just asked me questions and normally I didn't find out this till afterwards, but normally it's procedure that when you do something like that, they keep you for a little bit just to monitor you to make sure you was good. Yep. And I knew something. I knew something was wrong inside of me that I had to fix because my doctor just straight up came. He's like, "Look, you done seen ten doctors, and look, I'm gonna be honest with you because they let me out the next day." He said, "I'm gonna be honest with you. You just don't need to drink or do drugs anymore." <laughs> like that's that's exactly what he told me. He's like, "It's nothing really. It's nothing wrong with you. You sad. You." You know, you may be going through some things, and that's totally normal and fine. Uh, but to take it to this step, there's nothing wrong with you that I see or that, that any of these 10 doctors have seen to make you do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, that it just it just it, it, it started the ball rolling on myself, my self-assessment. Yeah, it didn't like go. I didn't go hard in it because, you know, granny just told me growing up, my, my, my granny was the main person who really raised us growing up. And, and so my mom was in the situation that she was in. And so she wasn't there initially. And so granny just kind of told me that she instilled in me that I could, I got two younger sisters. She instilled in me that I couldn't show my emotions in the way that I wanted to show my emotions because I had to be strong for my sisters because they're, they're, they're women and you got to be the man and you can't do that. And so I just never really knew how to express myself or show my emotions in that way, which we all kind of struggle with, but it was a little harder for me because I couldn't, I was like dad to them, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so like I had to keep that in me, which is why y'all didn't really know everything that was, that was happening is because like, there's just a lot of stuff that I kept to myself back then, Mm -hmm. uh, that, that I didn't want people to know that bothered me. You know, like I, I can remember being in college, making up stories about, what it what what it was, you know, working at the bar telling people, Oh yeah, my parents, you know, when my dad retired, we moved here and blah blah. I was like, nigga, where you get that story from? <laughs> <laughs> no, you grew up in Fifth Ward, nigga. But <laughs> that just that made me analyze, like, nigga, you gotta unpack this. You gotta figure this out because you're gonna be fighting your whole life if you're not first honest with yourself about what is going on in your life or what your cards were. We all want uh, 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 a good deck of cards, right? We all want the ideal deck of cards, but we not all dealt them, mm, right? But that doesn't mean that you can't win. Yeah, that's <laughs> for sure. Dealt that, the cards that you're dealt. You mm-hmm. got to play unto your best ability. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's just it. Um, but I do have a question. Do you think those ten doctors were right? And 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 the doctor. Do you think that they were right? 
A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like I said, this mental health thing is is like such a delicate topic. Uh and I think that we we overrate things sometimes because everybody goes through depression. Everybody gets sad. Everybody got you know, everybody had that moment where you can't pay your rent. You know, everybody has been broke before. Everybody eat ramen noodles, which I still eat. Shout out Marachan. Um <laughs> But yeah, everybody has those moments. But not everybody has those moments where it should be like it should never be a, a, a suicidal moment. You know, like right. there's okay. there, do 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 various people have suicidal thoughts? A hundred percent. You know, like Sometimes your problems just get there to where you're like, man, I don't even want to be here no more. But to actually go through with it takes a day. They got they got some people that <laughs> they call them rails. They they call the people cutters, but they call what's on their arm rails. They got some people that sit literally sit with razors and just make little ticks in they in their arm because they they have that feeling where they want to kill themselves. But they don't have the but balls to do it. You know what I'm saying? Why you don't have the balls to do it? Because you know you're not supposed mm-hmm. to, man. You know you just got to. There's something in you that you got to activate and make a better decision and do something different, you know? So so in essence, this is more, well, in essence, what you were really going through was just a state of depression. And it was just, you know, extremely fueled by alcohol and drugs. Uh. Because I, I in, do in that think, in that moment it was for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm, I'm yeah. talking about that moment. Mm-hmm. Because in essence, I do. I, I think a lot of people end up doing that, but I don't know if it. I can't say you know whether it goes to the extreme of you know suicidal. Yeah, I can tell you. I I know I've been you know just in this past year like I was depressed a lot and nobody knew it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like y- y'all didn't even know it, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I was over here like from the time of. Maybe my last birthday, uh, up until about May, like for you know almost three months, bro. I was buying like, dude, I was killing a bottle of alcohol literally about in a day, in a day and a half, a bottle of crown by myself. Shay don't drink like that, yeah. And I was over here just killing, and I was like, man, what the fuck is going on with me? Like, why? Like, I had to literally have a come to Jesus meeting within myself, mm-hmm. and I still. You know, was like, man, okay, I need to get off the couch. I need to do something. That's when I started running again. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this has become therapeutic for me because I can mm. let all of my thoughts out while I'm running. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, and, you know, depending on the music that I'm listening to, it was, it really got therapeutic. Sometimes I'll start listening to gospel music. Sometimes I was listening to R&B. I had to, you know, lay off some of the, you know, the rapping trap that I all, you know, I'm always forever going to work out to it, but yeah. It was just putting other thoughts in my head, and I was like, you know what? I'm already in this depressed state. I need to, you know, find something exciting, mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that that became it. I had to find an outlet. Like, I, and I think a lot of people need to do that. You got to find an outlet. The one thing that makes you happy, you have to keep that in your back pocket for days when you have those depressions. But think about it, and 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 you're 100 percent right. But think about it. It's like. Alcohol is such a, like, all you got to have for alcohol on a grand scheme, sometimes you don't even need this, is money, right? Sometimes you don't even need it because your friends have it and you just pull up. Like, pull up, let's That's do true. it, right? It's it's that easy, you need something therapeutic, something different to stimulate and take your mind off of it. A lot of times alcohol is just that easy out easy that we out. take, yeah. right? It took work for you to get off the couch, put on your headphones and go run. 
That's like that. That's that's doing work. I could sit here and drink Crown All without working and just chill. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we, but we just naturally fall to us easy. And alcohol for me was just easy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it, I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't doing none of that stuff. So it was just easy to pick up alcohol and do drugs. So and and this is I know you were going through this more than just that day. Mm-hmm. Like how I, I don't even know like what signs you were showing. And I, like, that's the thing. Like I couldn't even tell you because I, y'all just now finding out, you know, I was depressed most of last year, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, during the time and when we started the podcast, you know, I was feeling like that and y'all just now finding out how do you really like know, like how do you give off those, those vices? Like, Hey, you know what? Because most people who need help can't say, hey, I need help. They're not going to say that. You know, what was it that you think that you was like, man, you know, somebody probably could have seen that I was going through something. Nah, nobody couldn't see. <laughs> if you think about it, like, during that time period, bro, I was separate from y'all. Like, because I, like, and that's again on that trust level. That's again on that trust thing. It's like, I went around the people who really didn't know me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I was going out and drinking with them. Yep. I wasn't going yep. out and drinking drink with y'all. Them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, because I know that y'all would have seen it and been like, nigga, this ain't you. Like, but I'm sure y'all saw some little bit with like, this This ain't you. But again, that's that's why I take it back to that life point. You got life happening, too. I think you was trying to graduate. You might have been trying to graduate at the time or maybe just getting into the workforce on, on, the, on the both of y'all. Then. And so, like, there's just things that happen in your own life where you like, all right, I need to separate a little bit to try to figure out. And so I just separated too. Like, I'm like, I don't want to bring y'all down and make y'all roll harder because of what I'm going through. I don't want to be a burden to anybody like that. You know what I'm saying? And so. And that's what it is. Yeah, that, I just, that's what I just it was, separated. was. The separation. Mm-hmm. Oh, See, I was, it's I was easy. Getting, it, that's the easy thing to do. Yeah, I was getting, I was getting lit. Bro, I honestly was getting lit like six or seven times a week. At the, working, making money. I was working, making money. Right after work, I get off 12. We go straight to the bar, drink, go to after hours, drink, do some more drugs. Like, it was, and then I was, like, selling, too. So, it was, like, that was my excuse for (laughs) doing just a whole little wormhole. Yeah, Ray was a drug dealer. (laughs) Most unassuming-ass nigga ever. Yeah. Was out here Four times. Yeah, it's, it's 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 difficult for you to understand, for you to see your friends. You got to be really around them and notice patterns and be paying attention. But that's tough. Well, I will say this, um, Tony. I did notice a, a a a change in you last year. I did notice it. I didn't want to say nothing because you know when you want to talk, you'll talk. However, I did notice some small, subtle changes. But then uh, your demeanor on certain things at certain times. Mm-hmm. But um, of course, I'm. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not gonna say nothing unless because I mean, because for us, if we want to talk, we'll talk. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not something that we have to be forced to do. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that you're going through, man, um, I know you can get through it. But if you need help, I know your ass gonna call me. But I, I, I do think you know, as friend. Well, you know, first off, you know, you might. You know, you're my blood cousin. So, right. And that's, you know, I got a lot of cousins. But I think the bond that we have is a little bit different. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
And I don't think that we could ever, and I've, I've learned this from dealing with Ray's issue. If I think that you're going through something, I'm going to ask you, are you okay? Mm. Definitely. That's because I can't, I, I don't ever want to sit to a point, and I'm just saying this to everybody, if you're watching, listening, like don't ever sit idle and have that to where, oh, man, they'll be all right, or they'll come to me when they're ready. Because what if they never come to you? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's something true. that I learned that's true. from Ray's situation, like, Ray didn't come to us. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, and I'm not saying, that, hey, that's how you felt at the time. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I do think that we can just learn, okay, hey, when it goes on for for so long, like, I can see you do something one day, and it's like, all right, Steve, that's out of character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the minute you start repeating that behavior, then I have to intervene. Like, hey, hold on, dog. This ain't you, fam. Like, what you doing? Mm-hmm. Hey, you you all right? Cause I'm gonna ask questions. You know me. I, I like poking the bear. I don't give a damn. Oh yeah. What you oh, gonna yeah. do? You gonna you gonna fight me? Yeah. You, you finna drive? Yeah. You know, forty five minutes an hour and try to throw hands. <laughs> you finna drive over here, take a L, and then you have to drive your ass back <laughs> over there, <laughs> mad the whole time in your car. <laughs> Man, I just took a L to this light skin. <laughs> but nah, I don't think that we could as as friends. You know, first and foremost, like if you're an associate, it'll be hard for me to to reach out like that. Mm-hmm. But as friends, I don't ever think that we could just sit idle and say, you know, I see something, but I'm not going to say anything. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I get that, but so, I, I do understand the reason why you didn't say anything. I'm just saying, like, I don't. I feel like I I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I have to ask you, are you okay? And everybody, everybody's different. Like, yeah. Everybody right. That's what I'm saying. It's not wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't think that everybody can say, oh, I, I can just wait. You know, they'll, they'll open up when they get ready because, shit, tomorrow ain't promised. <laughs> I hear you on that. So, so last year, last year, wait, uh, did, you, did you identify what triggered those feelings? Yeah. What, what were your, do you know your triggers? Did you know your triggers from last year? But, you know. Yeah, I found out what they were. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I found out what they were, and that's what made me say, okay, you know what your triggers are. Like, you know, like, this is the thing. Identifying a problem, finding a solution. And that's how I, I was like, all right, I found out what my problem was. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm responsible for my own happiness. I don't give a damn what's going on. I can't rely on anybody else. You know, I love my, I love y'all. You know what I'm saying? I love my mom, my dad, my sister, my, my whole family, my niece, my nephew, my brother, you know, my aunts, uncles, you know, all my friends, my, my wife, my baby. I love them all. But at the end of the day, I'm responsible for my own happiness. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point to where I just wasn't happy no more. Like I was just doing things for everybody else, but I wouldn't take care of me. And I had to start pouring into myself and mm. making myself happy. And what makes me happy Fried Literally. chicken. Yeah. Oh, God. Gosh. Ray, why you do it? I got to go get some fried chicken today. <laughs> uh, but nah, it, it, what makes me happy is just, you know, being able to do the things that I, I that made me happy. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing them because I was so busy trying to do so many other things that I forgot to pour into mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. So that's what I started doing. I started, pour, I started pouring into myself. And, you know, what made me start thinking about it was, you know, when you're running, you know, you know, I was running three miles. You know, you can be listening to music and whatnot and still kind of zone out and start thinking. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what I was doing. Like, oh, dude, why are you doing this and why are you doing that? And that's what made me just, okay, now instead of running three miles on, you know, once a month, 
I'm doing it, you know, almost twice a week, and mm-hmm. I'm really finding that time to, all right, Tony, let's do this this week. Hey, you got the podcast coming up. You know, what, what you think about doing this? And, you know, I just started having conversations with myself, and shit, that just, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Self-care. Self-care is, like, super Super important, man. Yeah. Like just that yeah. that age old cliche that you hear, like when you when you get on the airplane, the 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 first instructions they give you is, hey, when that little thing pop out the sky, you know, <laughs> if we in a situation where we going down, when that little thing pop out the sky, take care put of it you. on yourself first, and then Absolutely. put it on your child. Because mm-hmm. if you trying to put it on your child or the the person next to you, and you die. You damn sure can't help them. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So put it on yourself. And then, so, so, yeah, self-care is huge. See, I've never had an issue with that because I'm the only child. Self-care like a motherfucker. I will take care of myself (laughs) all the way. First and foremost. First and foremost, I'm taking care of me before I get to anything else. And I think that might be a gift and a curse for my own mind. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm arrived with my, what? You you need what? Hold on. First, let me do all this. And then I'll get to you after I get done doing all this stuff for myself. Big time. Yeah, I've always been like that. So, I know, and, and like listening to you guys' stories, I'm trying to think of a time when I've I've uh, felt depressed or uh you know went went days of you know feeling sad and stuff like that. And I think the only time I've ever has uh, ever really happened to me like that was probably uh over um a relationship. I was about to say breezies. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you got big, I can tell you uh, yeah. some of I can say some of that was you got comfortable but you got to a point of past comfortable. Yeah. Because yeah. even yeah. you started, you know, you started talking about it. And I was like, well, man, get your fat ass in the gym. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know me, I'm not, you know, I don't let you make it. So, well, yeah, the I, energy that you give me, I have to give it back because yeah. that's how you understand things. I yeah. know you. You have to, I have to be direct and, yeah. hey, we'll get your ass in the gym. Like, you, you're not telling me nothing that I don't know about you. Yeah. You're not telling I'm, me. You know anything bad? You know the problem. You know the solution. Yeah, jazz in the gym. That was a bad. Yeah, two hundred eighty pounds. That was like a a bad time. And that was around my my wedding. No, I was, well, nah, it was nah, before. Nah, yeah, it was before before, before the wedding. But yeah. you you started progressing. Yeah, you know around then. But yeah, that was not a bad. That was a bad bad time. Especially and then uh, shout out to my uh, my homie Sharon. Sharon kind of. Uh, hit me over the head with something that kind of put me in my feelings for real. Like, because uh, I was having asthma issues really tough when I was bigger, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. she had said something about, uh, well, maybe it's your weight. And man, that shit pissed me off so bad. I'm like, nah, that, <laughs> it ain't that. It ain't, but I, you know, that was just, uh, that, that triggered, that yep. triggered the that shit out of me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then after we had that conversation, because, you know, in the moment you, when you pissed off, you, you, you just pissed off. You're acting off, you know, uh, you know, emotional response. But after that, I called her back and I was like, you know what? You're right. You might be right. And shit, I had to do what I had to do. Absolutely. But, but to get back to like, to what I was saying earlier, I think I'm, for me, I think it has been with, it's been with breezies though. I know the last relationship I had like a, uh, probably, a maybe a month. A two of a little milk now, yeah, yeah. a little bit of extra, extra yeah. shit. Um, a lot of drinking, a bunch, yeah, 
a bunch of drinking. We talked mm-hmm. about that on on the case of the ex. Yeah, on that a episode. Bunch, a like, bunch hey, of drinking. Fam, you got about one or two times for me to be picking up rounds. Yeah. <laughs> After that, hey, 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 <laughs> alcohol expensive, brother. Take <laughs> it out. When you not when you at a bar buying drinks, that should get expensive, brother. We are gonna have to start coming up with some solutions yeah. and acting on yeah. them. But yeah, I, I, and I think, man, I think I probably uh, I could have been a catalyst for me to go go see somebody because I have some friends that. Uh, you know, post relationships, they've uh, went to go see somebody about the issues that their their uh, ex was having with them, just to kind of hash that stuff out and like work through it. Mm-hmm. So that probably could have been a catalyst for me. But how, however, I didn't really, I didn't even think, I didn't even take it into consideration actually going to therapy for any of the uh, deal, the ordeals I was going through with old girl. Um, I just kind of like took it on the chin. But I know now um, I need, I probably need to go sit down and, and talk to somebody because of uh, things that I guess involved in my childhood. I think it's, it's a lot of stuff I think I need to unpack um, based on things that I keep bringing back up, especially when it comes uh, to uh, me and my uh, my parents. Like I have moments where I bring up old stuff and I shouldn't be bringing up old shit Mm. At thirty five, but I'm bringing it up because it's still. Cause I still remember it. it. You yeah. haven't unpacked it, yeah. and I don't. I don't remember a lot of stuff from when I was little, but I like the stuff that I do remember. It it it, it flashes, you know. So I know there's some things I gotta I gotta hash out and, like you said, unpack. Uh, I just haven't gotten around to Past actually trauma. getting trauma. it done. Yeah, past trauma definitely lingers on when you don't unpack it, and it can definitely be a. a, a uh, a bad thing. Yeah. But that's just, but that, that, and that, that shit frustrates me, man. It makes me so upset that I got to that point or that we get to that point because that's just what we do, man. We just pack that shit up and throw it under the bed, like, and, and try to forget about it. But like you said, you just keep, you be bringing stuff up. Like, and, and, and it's just something simple. We was just recording the last podcast and I said something about me not having a degree. And I said it a couple of times and Joy said, Joy was like, uh, <laughs> well, hold on. You kind of emotional. Do we need to unpack that? And I didn't even think I needed to unpack it. Mm-hmm. I packed that shit up and I was cool with it because I'm, I'm good in life. Like I don't, I'm, I don't need yeah. anything, you know? So I didn't think I needed to unpack that. But then when she said that, I'm like, I, I was listening back, and I'm like, damn, well, maybe I do need to think. And I, fit, I right. found out it probably it does bother me that I didn't finish at PV. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But, like, it's okay. I'm just I'm glad that that was brought out so that it could. But why do we put these things? We're just so worried about what other people think. And I think that's what drives it a lot. We're just so worried about Because I packed up my childhood. I packed all that shit up. And I, not, not only did I pack it up. I packed it up and I I made a whole new wardrobe for it. Like mm-hmm. I told you, I made the story up about you know my parents and my lifelong situation and this and that and blah blah blah. It's like, bro, just face it. Like attack it head on because you never gonna you never gonna beat it going this way or going that way. Mm-hmm. Only way to beat it is to go right that way. You know, and it, it's it 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 frustrates me that that's why I get frustrated with people sometimes because we all put on these damn masks. Yeah. And we we okay with wearing these masks outside. We're not fixing nothing that's really under the mask. We only we putting the mask on and it look good. We getting ass shots. We getting boobs. We getting penis jobs. We <laughs> pumping abs into ourselves. We pumping makeup on our face. <laughs> Botox in our lips. Not even dealing with why we even give up. I'm 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 about to cuss, but why we why even, we even care about the way that somebody else think about me? Like 
be happy with yourself, bro. Like, because mm-hmm. you never gonna you gonna get all these diagnoses from all these different people who telling you stupid shit and giving you medicine to make you feel worse, and you don't even know what's in the medicine, and then this and that. Like, it's real people out there that got real chemical disorders, like that really can't function without it, and you could just tell because they different people. I deal with somebody like that in my life, you know, like can't function without the medicine. Is an entirely different person without the medicine. So that made me look like, Ray, are you just being a biot or, or, or is something really wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And I came to the conclusion that I was just being a, you know what I'm saying, like behind it. I was being a, a, a you know, letting it affect me more than it should have affected me. And it, it pisses me off when we try to diagnose people with stupid stuff like, oh, this kid has ADHD or this kid has this. No, that kid don't have that. You're just not paying enough attention to the little little, little guy or the little girl to to help them through what they what they need to get help through, right? He ain't paying attention because you, you ain't paying attention to him when he was one to seven because that's when kids, you know, develop the most. You ain't pay attention to the little, little person when they was growing up. That's why they having all these issues. Mm-hmm. It's because you just told the nigga to go to the table and do the homework. You ain't sit down with him to help him do the homework. Mm-hmm. Stop just bringing this other other bull crap into it and just admit maybe i i did something wrong let me let me look into myself and figure out what i need to do different to affect the situation mm-hmm. different man we don't we don't we don't do enough of that man it's so much easier to just blame the next person for the shit that we going through yeah you know what i'm saying in our head and when you just that energy like you said tony you just put that energy off on the next person can't do that that shit is so wrong bro yeah that i mean it's so it, and when people People need help identifying that stuff, like what we talked about earlier. So, uh, and and that's where the therapy and mm. you know uh, actually talking to somebody that you do trust, that's uh, completely unbiased, that uh, has no dog in the fight, but that can really help you get through the things that you that you need to get through. Um, which is why I'm excited and, and happy that there's more representation. For us in uh, in that field, uh, in that yeah. field, mm-hmm. absolutely, uh, it's a lot easier to talk to somebody that looks like you, or that knows the things that you've been, you've been through. Uh, right. They have some; uh, they can identify with it because they've had something that happened to them that might be similar mm. uh, to your situation. Because I mean, a lot of these therapists, they're not perfect. Mm-mm. Not By no stretch of the imagination. They're still people. They're still people. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, so they can, like I said, they can they can unpack your stuff because they probably had the same things that they needed to unpack in order to become uh, the therapist that they are at that particular time. So me personally, I'm just like, man, hey, if you need help, if you feel like you need help, go get it. It's super, yeah. And it's super cheap. It's not like, it, are there some therapists that are expensive? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. There's some therapists that are expensive, but there are also so many different avenues that you can go to try to get help. You know what I'm saying? There's programs to help you get help. There's, there's cheap therapists to help you get help. You can go talk to, you know, somebody that you, I I, I don't know what it looked like for you, bro, but like there's so many different ways to get help. You just got to do the work. You have to be willing. I, I, I did willingness last week. You have to be willing to do the work. Like you gotta research, you gotta research therapists. You gotta look online mm-hmm. and figure out who who who. I, I know, you know, because Taylor really helped me. Because even after I I tried to do what I did, I still thought I could handle it by myself. Once the doctors let me off, I'm like, hey, hey I'm out of here. Like it's something you did right, but you don't need to go see a therapist. You good? 
so I didn't go see a therapist for a while. It wasn't until I had until we until Taylor had Noah, where I really started to get serious about it because I'm like, okay, Taylor Taylor was like pointing some things out, and I'm like, okay, I don't want that to rub off onto him, mm. like the situations that rubbed off onto me rubbed onto me, and so now it's time for me to really, like, you know what, bite the bullet, Ray. It's I I think the first therapist I I went and seen was Brittany actually, uh and. Or maybe it wasn't. No, I think it was. It might, it might have been some other. I think it was another guy uh, that me and Taylor actually went to together, and and I think that was like like sixty bucks a session. And and granted, sixty bucks is a lot, but what I got out of it gave me fight to go get more. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it gave me another reason to keep going to get money. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to figure this out. We figure everything else out. You know what I'm saying? I figured out how to buy the alcohol. Why am I yep. using money as an excuse to why I'm not getting therapy? Mm-hmm. And it started helping me a little bit more. And then I went to Brittany a, a, a couple times and saw her a few times and then, you know, started seeing my pastor because that's somebody that I trust. My associate pastor is somebody that I trust. And so I went to see him and he luckily didn't charge me anything. You know what I'm saying? Like there's 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 things out there for you to do. There's ways for you to do it. You just got to sit your ass down and figure out what it is that you need to do. Like how you how you going to navigate this. Like you said, a problem, a solution, you know. And and also, I want to also point out that um, even if you don't feel like you have a problem or there's nothing mm. that you're dealing with at the time, it's still okay to go see. Mm. Just, it's it's okay to go talk to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, just to make sure that you know, just basically like a sanity check. Huh. You know, I'm talking yeah. to you know, <laughs> have me a, a session here there. You know, just to, you know, unpack up some small things I'm going through, but. Just go talk to somebody, you know, just to make sure. All right, yeah, I'm good. All right, I can, I can lay off this for a little while, and and if, and if you need to, you know, do it reoccurrently, like every three to four months, then just go in there and just go talk. That's lies. unbiased. Just That's unbiased. Lies. That's you lies. know what I'm saying? Like, um, we just need to talk to somebody. <laughs> like, get, get things off your chest, yeah, and off your mental. Yes, um, it's like going to get it, like, like. Like you said, mental and physical health go one and one. Go we go one get, and one. We go get physicals every year, you know, go get go to the doctor and get checked up. Same situation. Why not? Yeah, I didn't Why even not? think about that. That's Why not? <laughs> Why not? I mean Yeah. Sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah. Um, One thing that I I know. Oh, you just gonna wrap up? Uh you got something else you gotta, you gotta nah, say? No, well this is I, I guess it can go to part of the wrapping it up. Uh Damn, I jumped the gun like a mug, didn't I? Yeah, I should have cut you. You always do. <laughs> Damn, My man. Hit him, hit him, hit him. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I pressed that. I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> but, but nah, um, to anybody that's that's really out there going through anything and you, you know, you either do or don't know the problem, stop wallowing in self-pity and do something about it. Mm. Um and to the people that notice behaviors, do not sit idle because you possibly could be saving somebody's life. Just don't sit idle. If you see somebody's behavior has changed, it's nothing to just ask if they are okay and to just talk to them. Now, if they don't open up, then that's on them. They're they're wallowing in self-pity. But as it pertains to you being a friend, checking on them, you did your part. Mm. Nothing hurts worse when you know that you could have did more and you just opted not to. Mm. Mm. That's it mm. for me. What you got, Ray? I mean, man, I, I don't I don't know what else I could say that I haven't already said, man. I, I appreciate 
uh, you all giving me the space to to be transparent and be open, man, because that was definitely a serious point in my life that I really tried to like, you know, put behind me uh, in the, in a sense. But like you said, we got to talk and I didn't realize how much I needed to talk about it because this is probably one of the first time I'm, I, I never hide it from anybody. I'm, I'm super open about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I definitely needed this space to kind of talk about it in this way. And so I, I appreciate y'all for giving me this space to talk about it. And for anybody that's, you know, going through anything or, or, or feeling any kind of way, pay attention to yourself first, uh, because you know yourself better than anybody else knows themselves. Right. And so although your friends could look at your behaviors and say, Hey, I noticed this change. No, you look at yourself and be honest with yourself and say, Right. That's not like you. What you what you got going on? You know what I'm saying? What you what, what's what's going on in your life that you need to talk to somebody about something or whatever? Take some time with yourself, man. Like as millennials, we got so many things going on around us, kids, jobs, school, whatever. Take some time for yourself and figure it out, man. Figure out what you're going through, because if you if you don't and you don't voice it, it's only going to bite you in the butt later, because mm-hmm. at some point, whether, you know, this thing happened when you was 20 and it comes out at 34 at some point it's going to come out. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and it may not come out how it could come out if you just took some time for yourself to, 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 to figure it out, man. So yeah, that's, that's it, man. I'm with it, man. This is, uh, this has been a, um, an interesting episode. Um, we still have some more to talk, talk about with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going we're gonna to wrap it up uh, right here. Uh, the only thing that I can really leave uh, uh, you guys is just to love on your people, man. Just love on, love on them, you know. Make sure that they know that they have somebody, you know. Uh, that can go a, a long way for a lot of individuals out here, you know. Um, from what we read, uh, in our research, the suicide rates um, for African Americans are rising steadily. Um, so, with that being said, do what you can do, do what you can control, and that's just love on folks. Let them know that they got somebody that they can talk to, even if they don't. Even if they don't take the avenue, just let them know. Hey, I love you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You can talk to me, mm-hmm. and. That's what I'm gonna leave the people with, man. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Um, this episode, I will say this though. This episode was sponsored by RTR Media. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. yeah, right. yeah. Hey, um, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, this concludes another episode of the Millennial Mayhem Podcast. Peace out, people. Peace. Okay, all my niggas riding gas tank on bull. We be fresh than a bitch. Yeah, your bitch might get bull. If you see us in the streets, no talking, let's go. No time for hating. I ain't got time for the bull. I ain't got time.